0: welcome 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 all right thank you ladies and gentlemen for joining me today um this episode is going to be on gaslighting um and i want everybody to understand that um i speak from um a survivor perspective female who was abused by um husband so um like i said this went on for for over 20 years so um i have a lot of information (laughs) to be perfectly honest um and i'm just really really hoping that this is used as a platform to help those of you who are trying to survive um those of you who are um even just realizing now hey i'm in an abusive relationship because to me that was a huge turning point for me um I was looking up all kinds of information Um, just to kind of recap I was actually so convinced that it was my fault for the abuse I did not a see it as abuse I thought it was normal even though I had examples of what normal relationship would be Uh, for some reason I just kind of took the blame like it was all my fault I, everything that he said, what well, it might as well came from the Lord's mouth himself, because that's how I believed it. Um, I believed I was not good enough. I believed there was always something wrong with what I did, what I said, how I dressed, how I looked, how everything, just everything. Um, even right down to me being a mother, me being a wife, me being a partner, me being anything. There was always something wrong with it, you know? Um, and uh, there wasn't, um, I treated him very good and, and I know that, um, just unfortunately through the years I didn't know that at the time, you know, I thought that's what I was trying to do um, and I feel I succeeded, I was very dedicated to him, I was very dedicated to the family, there was, that was never my issue at all um it was just simply the well not simply but the way that he would treat me you know um he was verbally emotionally physically and there were times of sexual abuse as well um and he used all kinds of techniques um and one of the main ones that he used which is the topic of today which is gaslighting so um i'm going to kind of really get right into it so hopefully we can kind of have a little bit of a discussion and I do want everybody to know I will start I have not done so yet um but like this week I have taken some things from um the domestic violence um website and it's the national website um and it was just to kind of give us a, a foundation the meaning of gaslighting. Because I want everybody to kind of have the same understanding. Because, you know, if you have a misunderstanding of one word, forget it. You know? (laughs) So, um, they have gaslighting as emotions, words, and experiences are trusted and used against you. Causing you to question your reality. Now, with that, this is such an effective emotional abuse tool this is like on their holster on their back whatever it's like when you look at somebody who's who's got a flamethrower you know it's like a backpack i don't know if they still do that or not but i know at one point in time they had to wear they wore it as a backpack the fuel was in the back and they can kind of i think they were able to adjust like the control of how high the heat how big the flame when to pull the trigger when not you know that kind of stuff so and when we think of that as being if, if your abuser is always wearing that, that flamethrower he can put on the flames anytime he wants he can wake you up and do it he can do it when you guys are having a relaxing afternoon finally for once or even if it happens on a regular then great just because simply some people do not understand that um, if they haven't experienced abuse, that abuse doesn't mean that you were being beat up 24-7. No, it does not mean that. Can it mean that? Of course it can mean that. But bless your heart if you go through that. I mean, good Lord, we, our, our biggest tool is our mouth. And we don't know it while we're going through all of this abuse because we're so convinced in essence by what the abuser is telling us or how they're treating us it's like if you beat a dog every day okay they're going to eventually cower when they come near you well what do you think we did if you've been abused that's exactly what you did at some point in time in that relationship you found yourself cowering i know i did i curled up in a ball. There were periods I didn't speak. Because if I spoke, he'd get angrier. And since I was trying to make peace, and I was taking the blame, well, that's what I did. Which also gave him the platform and the format to just put on that flamethrower and pull the trigger any old time he wanted. And I literally have had it where everything is calm. Everything seems to be okay. You know? And next thing you know, there's questions or he's throwing stuff out or flinging some mud from, you know, even years ago. And you go, why? I mean, you're like, how did that even, you start questioning. How does that even start? What did I I do? What did I say? What did I, you know, what did I, what, 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 what? That's what he wants. You don't even have to say it out loud. He knows what's going on. And it, you know, unfortunately, they use it because they've broken you down to even have the ability to simply trust yourself, trust, uh, just simply trust you, your thoughts, your your feelings, your your emotions, um, you trust your heart. You you, you can't. You're constantly questioning it because of his behavior, because of the things that he says, the things that he does, causes you to go from basically zero to a hundred, if not more. <laughs> but you're sitting there, everything is fine, dealing with kids, helping them with homework, whatever. Just came home, have dinner in hand. And he's going to gaslight you. He's going to fling mud. He's going to say something is wrong. Give you some yelling match. For what? Nobody knows. Only one that knows is him. Because even if you record it and play it back, which I have done that, um, it doesn't help you. And it won't help you. And you realize that, at least for me, I realized that I, I recorded it, and I thought, oh, yeah, I could play it for him later. I can do this. I can do that. No. You know why? They know what they're doing. This isn't like some oblivious type of behavior. This is purposeful. This is like if if they could throw a perfect ball, this is exactly what it would be. Okay, it takes practice, it takes time, it takes, you know, they have to do this. This is this is a, a a vindictive kind of nasty, hateful, just stoned heart kind of behavior. This is not behavior that comes from love. And I cannot express that enough. I used to think, oh, it's because he loves me so much. That's why it bothers him. No, baloney. Not at all. Any of this abusive behavior does not come from love. It's like when you think of your children. Do they make you angry just thinking of them? Does it make you angry when you yell and scream at them just because you saw them? Does it make you want to smack them and choke them and hit them because they're sitting there and they're eating their breakfast? That's the kind of behavior we got from somebody who claimed to love us. This is a choice for us to wake up every day with this person. It's a choice every day that we make to say, yes, I'm allowing you to be in my world. And hey, like I said, I I understand it. I'm, I'm, I'm going through things myself. My divorce hasn't even been finalized yet. But I know I need to separate myself from him. I know there needs to be me time. I know I need to heal. And the Lord has brought me to this point? Oh, I'm not letting go of him now. No way. I can't do that. To me, this is... This is, this is my phoenix rising, Okay? I those were my ashes and I can look back and I say wow how did I put up with that for so long I really don't the lord is all that brought me through that the lord is what brought me to the point of being able to even leave in the first place that took it was huge oh my gosh I left the state <laughs> I even in the same I didn't stay in the neighborhood I didn't stay in the same state I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what to do. I just prayed and prayed and prayed. And I did a couple of things to help myself along the way because I knew one thing. Hey, you're going to get out. What do you got to do? You got to find a place to live. How much can you afford? You got to start looking at that stuff. Do you need to set aside money? Can you set aside money? You don't know. But one of the most important things you can ever do is bring the Lord get it, talk to him I'm telling you, he's been there and he will continue to be there for you he will fight for you the only contingency is you simply have to go to him and say, Lord, please help me help me I know we've all been there, we've all cried in the middle of the bathroom, middle of the shower middle of whatever, in the car, on the way to work and then have to put yourself together before you can even get out so nobody knows what's going on get it been there said over 20 years over 20 years i had that happen before i would before my son was even born but at the time i didn't know it at the time i thought it was my fault at the time i thought he was just upset i thought it was normal it's not normal it's not normal and i don't care where you've seen the example of it it is not normal to be right to demean, to put down somebody, to beat them up, to emotionally abuse, to just, oh. Or even throw the fact of of the Lord in your face. They will do this. Why? Because A, you're probably praying for them. I know I did. I know I still do to this day. Yes, I love him. I will forever love him. I don't love what he did. I don't love the way that he treated me. But if nothing else, I know I learned a few... A few... uh, Lessons along the way. And one of them... Look out for those gaslighters. You'll see them. You find them everywhere. You do. You're going to find them at work. You're going to find them in the store. You're going to find them when you get gas. You're going (laughs) to... You know... They are everywhere. But see it's up to us on who and what we choose to be in our life and I don't know about anybody else but for me gaslighting I try to eliminate it and that means allowing those who are gaslighting me around me no I'm not going to have that you don't have to stand there and take it you can simply say enough or just not respond because sometimes you do have to go with what's safe and to me just like always i'm always talking about safety first there's your children you got to deal with there is you and you shouldn't be taking a beating trying to protect somebody because that's not going to work either. it's just not you've got to find a way to talk to somebody make sure they are somebody that you can talk to that aren't gonna blab that aren't gonna come back around to him and say hey da, da, da because i have never heard of any case where a guy gets accused of abuse if he's perfectly a-okay with it yeah you're right that's what i did no i haven't heard of it but that doesn't mean it's not out there but i'm just saying you might have one percent i don't know <laughs> okay But blind is simple. We just, we really, 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 really have to be fine-tuned into the fact we're not going to respond to their gaslighting. You know, we can't. We can't allow them to dictate how or what we do in our life. It, It needs to be kind of like you're turning a page. You get into the last portion of that whole entire book. Because to me, it's like for me, I say once I have my divorce finalized, I feel like it's a way for me to kind of put that book up on my shelf. And now my true healing can fully start to begin. I've started healing, and I started doing healing things while I was still in the middle of being abused. And that's even simply looking up the type of behaviors he has. Like for me, I had to deal with a narcissist who was also abused which a lot of them are, okay? Because they do. They feel they're better than everyone. They think they're smarter. They think they're quicker. They think they're this. They're that. they're just, I'm the number one for, I'm the number one, I'm the number one, I'm the number one. And that's kind of how they see themselves, which can be healthy to a point because you want to have a good outlook, a good self-esteem. They've just kind of taken it a whole new level as i call it steroids <laughs> okay <laughs> because it it's it's extreme it's not normal um and it just we we really 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 have to understand they're gonna do this when things are calm they're gonna do this when things are chaotic but they're doing it to try to control you they're doing it trying to keep that tab on okay it's kind of like them driving the car they got the foot on the gas pedal right well, when you go up the hill, you need to put extra, right? Well, what do you think they're doing when you're going through chaos? They're putting extra. You don't need to go through that. And for as many times they complain, well, if you wouldn't have done this, I wouldn't have had the extra stress in my life. Well, guess what? That is exactly what he's doing to you. And in essence, he's trying to say, oh, it's okay because you already put stress in my life. So now it's just my reaction. You know, not, not cool. (laughs) You know, I just, uh, I I cannot, there's not enough explanation of all the feelings. Because you find yourself being confused. You find yourself anxious and isolated. And you kind of go, how did I get here? Because to you, it may feel like it just started all of a sudden. And it could simply be that he crossed the line of so many times, or this time crossed the line on the topic. You know, um, these, we have to look for the patterns in the behaviors around us, up to including our own, which could even simply be, do you have boundaries? Do you have a place that you can go that is yours and yours only? More than just the bathroom. Okay, it's like not everybody has it. Okay, but sometimes there's an extra room. There's um, a room that you go into that you know that's where you do your sewing, or that's where you go and you you read your Bible from, or that's where you go and you know um, you know some alone time. Do you ever have alone time? That's the other question. Um, I know I had very little alone time. And the alone time I did have was basically going to and from work because I would get up, I'd leave the house, go to, straight to work and come straight home. Sometimes I would pick up something at the store or whatever on the way home. But most of the time, work and home, those are the two places you can find, me, you know, and it wasn't up until the last year that I even started hanging out with even a group of girlfriends. Over 20 years and all I did is have one group of girlfriends that I actually hung out on the weekends. Even when my sister-in-law would invite me to go places. There were half the time I didn't. I didn't simply because I knew there would be something I'd have to, to get on the way home. Just simply because. Why? Because I left the house for a few hours. So I wasn't his at his duty and his beck and call while I was gone. And that put him through changes. I got yelled at several times while I was in the hospital. So much so that the hospital staff, after he left, had asked me, are you okay? Do you need him to be blocked from, barred from coming in here? Because you need to heal. This isn't the time you need to be listening to that kind of stuff. And that's what I heard from hospital personnel. I said, oh, no, no, no. He's my husband. I love him. No, girl. uh Uh-uh. Do not allow that to happen. I understand we all have to be safe, and, and that's that's the struggle because you want to be safe. You don't want to say something that's going to cause things to get you know turned all upside down, or even worse when it's already upside down. Now I'm going to go ahead and throw something out there and say, oh, by the way, you can't do this no more. You know that isn't you know it doesn't help a whole lot. You know, but please one one thing you can always do for yourself talk to somebody talk to a parent talk to a friend talk to an aunt uncle i i don't care who it is you talk to you need to oh i even if you go to the confessional at church and say hey lord i need to talk to you and for you you need to talk to a human being. i get that we need we need that Every human being that needs that. And if it means the first time you talk about this means you go and you go to a confessional and you speak it to the priest, he won't know who you are. You know, he could, I don't know what he would say because I have not gone that route, but it is a route you could go just to get it off your chest because I'm telling you, oh my gosh my wings started to sprout the moment I spoke about it I it, it, I don't know how any other way to describe it but the wings on my back started just coming on out I wasn't just realizing that I was being abused this is now me actually putting it into words out loud to another human being that I care about and we talked about it for a few minutes. But she was there. And Kayla, got going to give you a major shout out because that was you, girl. My friend Kayla was an awesome woman. And, and that is basically what I'm trying to do is pay that forward in some way, on some level, for somebody who needs it. Don't let this gaslighting fool you. This is not based out of love this is based from their control, their power that they that they have and that they think they have so please just stop allowing their words and the things that they do and their patterns of behavior to cause you to change who you are and first, and first, 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 first. Have the Lord hand in hand with you. And I'm telling you, it gives you strength that you never knew you had. I never thought on a month of Sundays that this was ever something I could ever do. I never even gave it even a thought. Because at one point, like I said, not until a few years ago did I even realize it was even abuse. I literally was convinced it was my fault. And from everybody who's been abused, that is exactly what I hear. This is their go-to gaslighting is like the aid number one tool they use. And if we can, if we can defend ourselves against the gaslighting, and even if it's just recognizing, dude, he's gaslighting you. You don't need to say nothing. You know, why feed the beast? Because that's what he wants. He wants you to feed it. He don't care how, but he wants it. And the gaslighting is just another way of him being the toddler, kicking and screaming in the middle of the store. So I want to thank you guys once again for joining me, and I hope you guys have a wonderful week. So thank you, and come again next week. Bye.